Hello, and welcome to the Cannabis Corner. I am your host, Joshua Braff, and I'm here with my partner, Farmer Adam Teitelbaum. Today, we'll be doing a phone interview with Haley and Aaron of Kind Care Dispensary in Fort Collins, Colorado. They are bud tenders, and there is so much to be learned from them. So here we go with Aaron and Haley. Adam and I have some really wonderful guests, some bud tenders. We will ask them if that is what they refer to themselves as. We have Haley and Aaron, and we've been looking forward to talking to some bud tenders because what an important job in the scheme of everything we're talking about. You have a person who is an educator, a teacher, a listener, and is also medically savvy. We have educators and teachers and listeners, and people need to be medically savvy. Also, Tone is a big, big deal. You walk in, you might be intimidated. The new reel of cannabis as medicine is a tsunami of information. Every time I'm in a dispensary, I see elderly people, just as I see a lot of different ages. But lately, lots of silver-haired folks, sometimes with walkers, sometimes with assistants. What they want to do is hear about this new reel of medicine that is not chemically based and will have very, very minimal side effects compared to so many things people are taking. Today on the Today Show was a discussion about the opioid epidemic. And what was discussed was other chemicals that may be less harmful than the opioids that will help get people back on a healthy schedule. No mention of CBD. Not at all. Even from the Today Show, who is often doing cannabis as medicine episodes in which they show people in Colorado or Washington sitting around with a glass of wine and very casually having a joint with no stigma and no legal element, but then can't mention CBD in the same breath as a true epidemic in America. I have a couple of bud tenders here in a magazine, and I wanted to read some of their thoughts because there's so much information on on the industry and the culture and people working in it. This bud tender at a place I know says, I thought this would be a perfect place to come because I wouldn't get drug tested. I'd been smoking cannabis for years. At the time, my son's friend worked here, but instead of my son, I came and applied. Then it says, what does your family think? I haven't told my mom still. I told her that I work at a medical facility. Another woman says, I was in school for music in LA and I wanted to get into an industry that would support me creatively as I supported myself as an artist. It happened to be cannabis for me. It also helped me immensely with my stage fright. Kind of interesting. What do you think is the biggest misconception about people in your line of work? Cannabis made me more productive. Cannabis users are athletic. They want to get out there and do things. I jog every other day. I love hiking. Just because we use a plant that relaxes you, calms you, and opens your mind doesn't mean it makes you lazy or removed from society. I really like that one. Adam and I are both athletes. We both live in places where it's amazing to be outside. Nothing motivates me more than my regiment, which is uh, highly understood by naysayers who probably think you wake up and just hit the bong for five hours. There's a whole lot of variation on how people have their intake. And in a world where the stigma is lifting, isn't it interesting to hear people's different stories? So why don't we begin with Haley? Haley, Tell us a little bit about you and how you came to be a bud tender, and does it jive with some of these other people who are saying, you know, I wanted to be in a place where my lifestyle was accepted, or perhaps you weren't a cannabis person but said, here's a job for me. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. So I've always been a consumer. I smoked for a while now and always wanted it to be accepted. I always thought it was silly that there was alcohol and pills being prescribed all the time, but you hide something that's so beneficial to so many people. I wrote papers on it all throughout high school, fighting for why it should be legal. I'm from Iowa, so it's not legal there. It's very 
are very black market, very hidden. You're not a good person if you consume there. So always fought for it and wanted to see it be more than it was. And then when I moved to Colorado, it just kind of fell in my lap and took off from there. Interesting. So as a high school student, you were making some waves. Uh, Did your creative writing teacher pull you aside and say, uh, it would be better if you drank? (laughs) Um, I actually got pulled from that class and she didn't want me to do any more (laughs) papers in her class. I'm not so. surprised by the reaction because of you mentioning Iowa. Yes, Iowa. Very harsh, harsh cannabis laws. Has there been any progression there since you left? Yes, they've actually passed CBD law. They've not gone as far as to have production of it or anything, but it's at least legal to have CBD there as an oil. They're fighting for medical, but still not enough votes for it to pass yet. That is progression. I mean, in in anybody's opinion, just what you said is progression and very telling of the changing tides. So tell us more. You then got to Colorado and how did you connect with your dispensary? Yeah, so um, I had a friend that was already working at a dispensary and I had been receptioning and doing administrative work when I moved to Colorado and their receptionist had walked out on them. Um, A lot of people underestimate how much work it is at a dispensary. And so they had somebody walk out on them. She called me and asked me if I'd want to come in and finish the two-hour shift that night and just kind of see where it went from there. So fit came in, did that shift, started working, and four years later, here I am. It is really hard work. You're standing the entire time. You're dealing with many, many different personalities. Some of them are scared death. <laughs> Some of them really want you to know how much they know. And then that's it, right? You have certain types of people who say, I want this, 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 and this. And maybe that's easier in some sense because there isn't a discussion. But you are certainly finding yourself in places where you're describing the best case scenario for someone you just met. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's definitely physically and emotionally draining. You're working with every type of person every single day, one-on-one. You're absorbing whatever they're going through. You're talking to them about their life and their life situation. And then you have to think of the best way to help them out. And you never want to give them something that could make their situation worse. So it's a lot of pressure and a lot of information being shared and a lot of research on our end. A lot of research, always learning. Do you have references available to you? Do you have a book that you might open with a certain person? Or is that, here I am, old school, a book. Uh, maybe you go on the computer. <laughs> oh, no, there's plenty of books out there. There's definitely, the internet is endless source of information, too. But yeah, there's everything. Well, you've heard it all. Aaron, welcome. And tell us a little bit about you and, and, and similarly how you came to find yourself in this culture. Yeah, you bet. Thanks again for having us here. I started using cannabis after I was 19 years old. I kind of tried it in high school and you've heard the legends like, oh, you don't get high the first time you try it. It took me like six times <laughs> to finally like, you know, maybe I was high, I didn't notice it, but you know, to finally like sit down and realize, okay, this is what it's like. It was a handful of times. So I didn't really start using it steadily until college, which I have an appreciation for. Kind of a more mature outlook on cannabis in general. Didn't have to get bad grades in high school and deal with parents and this and that. It was a lot easier after moving out. So I was really interested in biology and science. I studied a lot of botany and horticulture classes at the university I went to in Minnesota. There was a point in class where the professor said, how many people are in this for wildlife management? 90% of the class raised their hand. How many people are in this class for horticulture? Me and a few others raised our hand, and uh, <laughs> and I just had this thought. It was like cannabis in Colorado. One of those weird thoughts that floated through your brain. 
no no idea why, but had a bit of a life adventure, moved around for a while, worked in Alaska. I found myself in Colorado as a reading tutor for elementary students and really kind of gave me lessons on how to talk to people and how to get people to understand what I'm trying to purvey as a message. So that was really useful, appreciative. And after that school year, I kind of hustled around my resume for biology and horticulture and stuff. And the only places to call me back out of all the garden centers, all of the horticulture places, whatever else, were dispensaries. I knew that cannabis was an up-and-coming horticulture industry that I would really like to learn more about. And so I dropped off my resume at a bunch of dispensaries in this Fort Collins area and felt that the place that I chose was the best fit, closest to home, nicest people. And from there on, I kind of started my life as a bud tender, worked my way up to management, and kind of hoping to get into the grow to learn more about plants as well. So that's my story with cannabis. Like with Haley, here you have a line of people, they approach you, and you have this moment with them. You probably are hearing similar things like, I am having trouble sleeping, I am need pain relief. And then there's all sorts of vast other issues that come up. Can you give us a little feel for what you've seen? Are you seeing cancer patients online at the dispensary who have been recommended to come through their doctors? There was an instance I remember hearing someone who monitors our emails at the dispensary came up to me and mentioned that one of our medical patients, you know, went in for their checkups with their doctor and their doctor was very impressed with how well they were improving and, well, what's going on? And, well, I have my medical marijuana card. I've been going to this dispensary and talking with Aaron and he's been kind of helping me try some things and have been seeing really positive results. So that was a really heartwarming kind of experience to see, you know, that stone that you cast out, those ripples come back with positive energy. So it's pretty cool. Wonderful. Um, yeah, that's a great perk in your job is you're not, you don't have a medical degree, but you are making a huge difference in someone's right. daily, daily outlook and the harmony of their existence. Yeah. So, and this was a job that didn't exist very recently. So it's so, so interesting that you both are attached to these very personal stories from people who really do need help. And we'll have more with Aaron and Haley of Kind Care of Colorado in a future episode of The Cannabis Corner. Sisters of the Valley. The Sisters of the Valley are cannabis farmers, and they sustain their farm operations and their compassionate activism by making products for the people in a spiritual environment. They respect the breadth and depth of the gifts of Mother Earth and work hard to bridge the gap between her and her suffering people. The Sisters prepare all of their products during moon cycles, inspired by ancient wisdom. They are activists on a mission to empower people to heal themselves. People all around the world are discovering the amazing benefits of CBD. The Sisters' CBD-infused oils is made with hemp plant material and liquid coconut oil, which may be taken like a tincture, dropped on or under the tongue. The Sisters CBD tincture is made from plant and food-grade alcohol, blessed and turned morning and night during the moon cycle. Both the CBD-infused oil and the CBD tincture contain 500 milligrams of CBD, where the difference lies in the preference in taste. The most popular of the Sisters products is the topical CBD salve. The public has been very experimental with this multi-purpose topical and has found an amazing number of ways it alleviates suffering and promotes health. Sisters of the Valley. And now more with our call with Jody from Berkeley, who was talking about overeating edibles, a problem that many people are having. Adam was discussing how long it took after she ate the edibles that she began to feel some relief. How long did that go on for? When did you feel better after that last negative experience? So... 
I believe I was able to fall asleep about four hours after the ingestion of the said cookie. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning I woke up and I still felt stoned. I still felt out of it. Drinking water is very helpful. Oh, yeah. I drank lots of water like I had never had a drink in my life. And so I drank and drank and drank and drank and I tried to eat as much as I could. The next day I was still felt stoned but functional. So I forced myself to go to work because I knew if I stayed home... I would just perseverate on being stoned, and then it might get worse again. So I needed the distraction of going to work. And then I finally felt better somewhere halfway through that day. You know, you know this brings up a very interesting point, which is um, I think that the people who are helping other customers, patients at dispensaries should give the patient or customer an out. That is like, hey, if you ingest too much, Here's what you should do. Um, for instance, I mean, I don't know if this works, but I've heard uh, that chewing or sniffing on a little black pepper is something that mm -hmm. seems to help those negative side effects dissipate. Um, I also know that there's a couple of companies that make products that are sold in dispensaries. I can't remember what the ingredients are in them, but I think Mary's Medicinals makes one here in Colorado that you just put in some water and it'll bring you down. It'll counteract. So I think that would be a really wise thing to have happen as a regularity right. at dispensary. Yeah, that would have been helpful. Right. But the other thing is, here's the other thing that your experience brings up, is that there you know, still is not lab testing required in California. So sure, from you know, a, a homemade brownie, if that's what those were, I don't know, to a cookie in a dispensary, there really is not much difference in California as far as not knowing what the actual dosage is unless somebody is really on top of that and above and beyond the current requirements. For instance, here in Colorado, where we do have testing, you are knowing that you're getting a consistent product in what you're trying, mm -hmm. and there's the exact dosage on there, you know, whether it's 5 milligrams or 10, so you know what you're taking. So some of the upcoming changes in California will help remedy that problem of that crazy potent little cookie. Yeah, that was going to be my question, that when it becomes legal in January, so are there going to be more regulations here in California, hopefully? Well, there's testing requirements. We've had a, a great guy named Isaac, who's a knowledge of wealth on this topic, speak to us about that. So, yes, so there are going to be changes, and that'll happen for both the medical side and the rec or retail side. So there will be lab testing done, and things will be done differently than they're being done now, so that dosaging is accurate. Right, right. One thought is that this small cookie that you ingested. Um, I'm surprised you had a similar experience after eating three brownies, then a small cookie, to some degree. Maybe Adam would say differently, especially because the bud tender in this scenario did not warn you that it was a, a high-potent cookie. Right, and particularly because when I was at the dispensary, I said, just send, just sell me stuff that's higher in CBD than THC. Yeah, and he really gave you the wrong thing. This is why it's important to find a good dispensary with knowledgeable staff, because if you don't have that, then it's more of a roulette game. And, you know, I, yeah. I don't want to take chance. I don't want to take chances. And I certain, certainly want to know what I'm ingesting. I just told Josh recently the other day in our dispensary, a an elderly woman in her 70s um, came in and with a Texas accent and our bud, female bud tender gave her the rundown on things in the store since she hadn't been there in the 
products, etc., and explained everything very simply. And instead of going over all the options, you know, asked her a few questions and then went from there in order to help her and make it an easy um, and educational experience at the same time. Right, because those of us that are new to the drug, and I do believe in the powers of the drug, and I, you know, working in the hospital, I've seen and I've heard about the studies in Israel where that really decreases the seizures in children, and I know that the positive effects it can have, but walking into a dispensary and kind of being a, a marijuana nerd, you feel really vulnerable and stupid asking questions that, like, oh, um, okay, I, I really don't shouldn't. know anything about this. No, but yeah. you shouldn't feel that because they are the supposed experts. And so, you know, you should be able to come in there with zero knowledge. And I would say that. Well, I know some people maybe feel embarrassed about doing that in a dispensary, but I don't see that. In our place, I see all the time first-timers coming in and just wide-eyed and say, you know, whoa, this is so much. Like, I don't even know where to begin. And so to have somebody right. who can walk you through that and make it so that it's not overwhelming is very important, and I'd say if I were in a dispensary where I was having that type of experience, like you, I would either ask, you know, if hey, can they slow it down? There's somebody else who's maybe better with beginners, or maybe find another dispensary. Right. Yeah. You have to go in and ask what you need, and if anybody's making you feel smaller or belittled, then that's not a place to shop at all. Yeah, I understand that. And my, you know, I have a whole team of professionals that take care of my back and my back pain. And even my general doctor is like, you know, if marijuana works for you, go ahead and do it. Just make sure it's controlled and you know what you're doing. So I am willing to give this another try. It's just I've had such bad experiences. And then, of course, you talk to people just socially about your bad edible experience, and then everybody else has a funny story also. Well, yeah, you know what? When um, cannabis first became medically legal here, which was actually in the year 2000 when the law was passed, I got into caregiving towards the end of 2005. And at one point, we had a large number of patients. There were no regulations. We had uh, like hundreds of plants in our house uh, to take care of mm -hmm. all these people. And I remember these two women who were in their like mid-40s at that time, and they both came to me and signed me as their caregiver because they had gotten my name from somebody else. And what mm -hmm. we did at that time was every month our patients got a free ounce of flour and an edible. And so I would always give them the lowdown on the edible, you know, hey, you know, what I would do with ours is start with about a quarter of it and, you know, take it with some milk and mm -hmm. wait, you know, maybe over an hour, maybe an hour and a half even, and see how you feel. Don't just eat more because otherwise you're going to regret it. So these two ladies um, seem to be listening to me, but apparently didn't care, and they each uh -oh. ate a whole brownie, never had eaten an edible in their lives before, and hadn't even uh -oh. smoked that much cannabis before, went down to what we, our area here called Old Town in Fort Collins, and not too long later, I got phone calls from both of them. They got separated from each other. One was huddled in an alley crying, you know, not knowing oh. where she was, and the other one was lost right. somewhere else and was sure that people were after her and my wife and I had to go and round these two poor ladies up and bring them back. To well, they were house. lucky that they reached you. Right. Well, 
Well, but you know what? That was one of the things that I was doing. I'm a caregiver, so I'm there, especially if you need help because if you've imbibed my product and had a problem, I'm there. So, I mean, that's that's how it was. And But, you know, when they told me that they each ate a whole brownie, it's just like, it just befuddled me. That's not what I told you to do. (laughs) Yeah, it was like I told you so specifically, and they're like, yeah, but it was so good. And it just, it's just a brownie. Yeah, it's a brownie infused with a lot of THC and CBD and CBD right. and CBD and et cetera. And so you want, you want to go slow. We talk about that all the time. In general, I think our society is, you know, more is better, but with marijuana, less is better. But I see kids come into the hospital and we think that they've overdosed on Motrin because they took 25 800 milligram Motrin tablets because they had an, a headache and they thought, well, one is good, so 85 must be better. And they really had no intention of killing themselves or overdosing. They just thought more was better. Wow, that's a scary story. Yeah, you know, um, I even have a personal story about taking too much of my own edibles. It was, gosh, this was, I guess, probably back in 2006. And um, I had been divorced from my first wife for a couple of years, and I was going to um, my kid's elementary school to a parent-teacher conference. And, you know, I'm a very experienced cannabis user. I've been using this stuff for over 30 years. And I don't remember how much I ate, but whatever it was, I ate too much. And in the midst of that parent-teacher conference, I started to have a mental freakout. And again, yeah. I'm a really experienced user, but obviously I ingested too much, and I had to—I would just have to had to calm myself down and remember what I've told other people to do. I pounded the water that was there. I was just trying to relax. I knew that both the both the teacher and my kid's mom both were looking at me like, "What's wrong with you?" Uh oh. It took me a little bit to uh, be able to really like speak. Yeah. Even and it was a bizarre experience. And uh, so, on that note, I'd recommend not eating a uh, cannabis infused brownie before going, going to parent teacher <laughs> yeah. conference. You know, and I'm glad I had the experience. I can't say necessarily in that manner, but I'm glad I had it so that I understand what it feels like. Um, and so I did right. experience that. But it was, I mean, for me, I, I wasn't. I never felt frightened. I thought, well, this is what happens when you know. You eat too much, and you know that you're just going to have to ride it out, and with time, you won't feel so wigged out. And, you know, that's what did happen. Which was good because you had the knowledge behind you. Those of us who didn't have the knowledge, like this last time, I was making my wife Google and be sure that people do not die from overdoses. Like, I had to be sure that I wasn't going to die because you really think you're going to die. Yeah, the only person I'm aware of that's died from cannabis is a guy who was smuggling it into the country and crashed the truck and the weight of the weed burst through the truck and crushed the man to death. So um, he didn't even ingest it. And we find (laughs) ourselves laughing again. Yeah, and I don't know that we can call that cannabis-related death, even. Right, right. Uh, right. I know it's it, it's pretty it's pretty vague, but you know, I'm it's just kind of on the edge. All right. So one thought in summation, one thought is you can be extremely inexperienced and find yourself with a problem. And then you can be as experienced as Farmer Adam and still be in that situation. So more is more does not apply here, even when you're seasoned. 
And I'm thinking that perhaps not everybody is built for edibles is, is one thought. Right. I would, I'd be really interested to see what the THC level was in that small cookie. But everything was quickly thrown out. My wife threw everything out. And even the next day, I was so upset. I tore up my card, my medical card, and threw, threw it away, which I'm regretting a little bit today because I... But I suppose I can just call back up and get another card. No big deal. But Yeah, and maybe don't eat you know, it I was so re- and maybe, I, you know, maybe find another way to ingest it. Because you did have relief. Right. You did have pain relief when you took it. Uh, not when you, you, you said you had some relief, some back pain relief, but you hadn't eaten it. It was a different exactly. form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So here's a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I did do was they gave me just water. It was like CBD water. And that worked well. So is that just a completely different compound? Right. That's not THC. THC is a compound and so is CBD. And so the CBD doesn't have psychoactive effects, but it can make one feel relaxed. It's great for, you know, reducing inflammation and so for your back really, really helpful. Um, It tends to calm people, um, so it can be good for anxiety. What about the water, Adam? Yeah, I mean, you can have have THC or CBD or a combination of both in water, in olive oils or honey. There's so many ways um, that companies are selling it and infusing different products. So, yes, that's cool. Well, that's helpful. That's helpful, yeah. Well, Jody from Berkeley, you have told a great story because so many people have had similar issues and have lots of questions and certainly have said to themselves, well, I'm going to take this nightmare to heart and never touch this stuff again, when in truth, you might need a little bit, the right amount, and have an inflammation or some kind of pain dissipate. So um, it's a good lesson that more isn't more in life. (laughs) You know, the thing that's that's interesting about edibles is that the different states that have medical marijuana, medical cannabis, so a lot of them don't don't allow smokables, so you can't go in and buy flour. Oh, interesting. Either there are just pills or edibles, or there are some places that don't do edibles because they were afraid. I mean, here in the city of Fort Collins, we haven't had much in terms of limits, but lo- local uh, jurisdictions can make more restrictive laws with cannabis here, and so in the county, uh, which is Larimer County, which is where Fort Collins is, um, out in the county, which is, uh, you know, a little more rural here, they didn't start allowing edibles until just this summer because oh, their, their county commissioners were so nervous about it. So if you wanted to buy edibles, you had to come into this to a city dispensary in order to buy them. I thought that was silly. Again, I just think as long as the product's consistent and it's being you're being given the correct information and, again, also being given information on, hey, if you do feel that you've ingested too much, here you can buy this or we recommend you do this, which is, you know, things like you said, which are take a walk, uh, drink water, um, distract yourself with music, take a shower or a bath. I mean, these are all the things that are recommended. The, the, I've had a couple of people who told me that the black pepper thing works. Um, you know, uh-huh. I'm not going to go out and eat too much and yeah, just to try to see if black pepper works, but I would be curious. <laughs> <laughs> right. else, you know, experiences. I'm not going to be in that camp. I don't want 
I don't want to volunteer for that sample study either. Right. But so it's interesting. And that's why I actually think if, you know, you're allowing cannabis in your state, um, I think there should be choice as far as methods of ingestion, because while some methods may work great for some, they may not work great for others. And having these different options available, I think, is important. Right, right. I want to thank you, Jody. Yeah, well, thank you. That's been very helpful. So glad you brought that up because so many people are dealing with it. And if you're a person who's going to de- is dealing with it tonight, remember that we said you are not going to die. In your head, you are going to feel that you are in major trouble, it, like like a living nightmare. And you will not die, and sleep will be your friend. And uh, it's important to know. And that is why the, EM- the EMT guys showed up laughing. I can't believe that I forgot to mention. I feel so foolish. One of the other things, um, a key thing for counteracting too much THC is CBD. So oh, really? That is yeah. So that's the real great thing that you'd want to have in your back pocket. Is you know maybe you've, you've also purchased some something a product that's also CBD. But again, now if you eat that, that's going to take a while for that to counter effect. So you'd want to do something like a tincture, maybe, of CBD that you can put under your tongue, and that will act activate quickly um, because you don't like the smoke, because otherwise I would say smoking is the quickest way or vaping it. Um, but so that is another way. And, um, I don't know why that right. flipped my mind, but it suddenly just hit me that I had forgotten that. So, uh, yeah, CBD yeah. is great for counteracting too much THC. Well, I'm glad you told us because I went out and bought all this black pepper, Adam. <laughs> Jody, you're the best. Thank you for that great story. Thanks, Jody. Appreciate you calling in. You're welcome. Farmer Adam and I are very grateful for your listening to the Cannabis Corner, and we'd like to remind you that we are on Insta and Twitter and that we'd love to hear your questions. Also, if you think you might make for a good interview, please let us know. All stories are interesting to us, and they relate so well to the masses. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time on the Cannabis Corner.